Hey guys, so welcome back to Love Her Reflections Podcast. Um, I'm your awesome host, Whitney B. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode three, you guys. Episode three. And I'm so, so excited. So um, thanks for choosing this podcast and welcome. So today we're going to be covering, well, shifting gears, if you will. Um, the last couple episodes have been basically motivational talks and whatnot and affirmation and everything like that um this is still going to be in a sense a um motivational talk so to speak but it's going to be um a spiritual talk as well as a story time as well i think that all of my episodes turned into story time but nevertheless um yeah let's get into the show uh, this episode is going to be awesome, so get comfortable, grab your glass of wine, some tea, a blunt, take note, because um, I'm going to be dropping a little bit of information this one, this time around, and enjoy, enjoy the show. Okay, so let me just say, retrograde in her flamboyant, gorgeous ass. (laughs) Surprisingly, every time retrograde shows her ass, I am like flabbergasted. I am puzzled. I am thrown off my rocker. It's just this catastrophic situation. But... This retrograde has been okay. Like, you know, as I'm just like, you you guys know how when you are on a roller coaster and you're going up the hill to the first drop and that anticipation and those nerves is like, oh my God, here it comes. That's, and then you finally go down the hill. That is how I felt with this retrograde. And it was just like, I was just like, okay, I need to get my protections up. Okay, I need to do this. I need to, you know, meditate so I can stay, meditate more so I can stay more grounded. I need to, you know, I need to do all these things. And honestly, I have have heard the easiest piece of advice this retrograde. Sometimes with retrograde, you just got to go with the flow. When you fight her, it it's not going to end good for nobody. Like, <laughs> it's not going to end good for anyone. And that's what I did this retrograde. And I must say that it was pretty easy. It was pretty damn easy. Like, I I've had a, I had a couple of things happen, but it's like, what can you do? You can't really do anything to change it. You might as well just go through it and go with it. But this retrograde has been pretty good for real. This retrograde has... This retrograde has been the shit. (laughs) So I had the wonderful pleasure and honor of attending the Old School Bruja's first meet and greet yesterday. And 
when I say this meet and greet was amazeballs, like it was amazing. It was highly, highly, highly informational. It was, it was everything and more than what I expected. Um, I definitely expected to go in and walk into a room with experienced um, practitioners, experienced mystics, witches, high priestesses, high priests, and babas, and M's and E's. I, I really expected, I was really, 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 really psyching myself up and sucking myself out <laughs> through this. And, you know, it was it was amazing like i it was nothing like i expected it it was people that were new relatively new or rather it was definitely people students of spirit there and it was it was incredible usually when i get to talking about spirituality and, you know, my gifts and whatnot, people give me the side eye, like, they look at me, especially in the black community, they look at me like, uh, nigga, you crazy, oh, you bad shit crazy, oh, you a devil worshiper, oh, you, you know, a, a negative incarnation of a, a witch, and I just, I choose not to, especially Christians, I choose not to talk about it to certain people, only people that I actually do go to to speak about, you know, my gifts and my spirituality, my spiritual practice, my religion is my mom and my best friend. And it felt, uh, I felt a big sense of community at this point. And I just kept on saying, thinking to myself as I'm hearing everybody share their stories and tell us about their gifts and their spiritual journey and their spiritual awakening that it was it was wow it was freaking incredible it was amazing it was something unlike i've ever experienced at all in my life and it was i just i said to myself i am not alone i am not alone i am not the only one and that's what I felt like for the longest time. You know, my mom, my mom's gifted too. Every woman in my family is gifted. And, you know, we had the, the gift of knowing discernment, just knowing when shit about to pop off. Um, we see spirit. We um, interact with spirit. We do all these wonderful things. We dream you know, my family is heavily Christian, um, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, or Baptist. And, of course, when I get to talking about this, it's like, oh, no, this is not God's work. This is the devil. And sometimes the enemy tries to fool you and all that stuff like that. And I'm just like, but I'm getting message, and every single message I've gotten has either enhanced my life, enriched my life, or gave me some form of peace. Like genuine peace. But that's another topic for later on in the show. So 
I'm talking and they say, well, the one lady says, goes around the circle like, okay, so what are your gifts? This is before the seminar even gets started. I'm not going to say seminar, but the the meeting, the lesson, the lesson, I like that word better, the lesson gets started. She goes and says, well, what's everyone's gift? And I'm like, oh my God, we're sharing gifts. So I'm listening to, okay, everyone talk about their gifts and how they manifest and how they have um, grew. You know, I, there are people that can, that actually hear spirit, like clear as day. There are people that um, are psychic. There are people that, you know, see spirit. There are people that dream. There are healers. There are so many. There's a whole, there's a whole, prof, like, rainbow. And I can't even put it into words of how many gifts that were shared during this time that we had together. And it was incredible. And all the while, I am just saying to myself, I am not the only one. I am not the only one. So fast forward, the turns comes to me. So what are your gifts like? What are your what have what has been your experiences with spirit? What are your gifts? Um, so I wasn't like no well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. No, I wasn't like that. I was kind of apprehensive still because I'm like, you know how you just tiptoeing in trying to feel everything out. And I'm just I'm still like that and everything like that. But. um, Yeah, I'm still like that and just trying to feel everybody out and just, you know, trying to give what I can give, but not give too much, but then not trying to try not to sound crazy. And then something says, nah, just let it flow. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna let this bitch out. (laughs) So I let it flow. So I said, well, um, I'm a dreamer. Um, I get message from spirit in my dreams. I get visits from my ancestors um, through my dreams. Mainly my dad. My dad pops up like every my. Listen, in life, Nathan did everything that he wanted to do, and nothing that he didn't want to do, but everything he had to do. And that's why I get my that my my little thing, my little saying for. In death. In the ancestral plane, this man still do what he want. He still be popping up on the regular basis in my dreams and in my mom's dreams, giving us message, letting us know, listen, you need to do X, Y, Z, you need to do this. Um, so, nevertheless, I, I'm a dreamer. I get message from spirit and from my ancestors via my dreams. And nine times out of ten, 99.9% of the time, when I follow whatever prescription they give me in my dream, whatever message they give me in my dreams, it always works out or it always comes to pass. Always. Um, in addition to that, of seeing spirit in the actual, like, through my eyes, like my two, well, my three eyes, really my third eye, my whatever, never the case. I, and also dream, being a dreamer, 
um, I have a strong sense of knowing. So discernment, like I know when something ain't right or when somebody bullshitting or somebody's trying to get over or, you know what I'm saying? I know when something is about to happen. Like I know it and then it happens. I'm like, I knew that was going to happen. Last and I don't want to say least because none of my gifts are least and none of my gifts are, um, and yeah, anyway, but <clears throat> the last gift is I'm an empath. And what is an empath? An empath is a person that can sense emotion, like sense emotion and of other people and of rooms of people. Typically, empaths don't do well in crowds. I don't do good in crowds. Um, and this gift is, for me, this gift is relatively new. Um, it's always been there. It's always, always, always been there. But it's really starting starting to show her beautiful ass <laughs> nowadays within the last year in me. Um, yeah, it's definitely starting to show up and show out for real, for real. And I'm not complaining. I'm definitely grateful. And it's definitely, it's, it's completely, a, it's, it's an experience, honey. It's an experience. It's an experience. So basically, let me explain and break down what it is for me. Usually when people, let's say for instance, okay, prime example. When my cousin was murdered, um, I was okay. You know, I was okay. I was I was fine and everything like that. And for me personally, <clears throat> when I'm not necessarily, I'm not intentionally channeling other people's emotions. It just happens because I'm still learning how to control it. I walk into the funeral home at his funeral service and everything like that. I'm fine. I just finished laughing and joking and playing and everything like that and cracking jokes. And I was a little, I was a little, I just smoked a little bit of a blunt for real, for real. But I am, as soon as I stepped foot into the funeral home, it was like a whole gust of emotion, like it just hit me. I actually said, <gasps> and I sit down. I, I just, I just felt heavy. I felt like somebody was pushing down on my shoulders, both shoulders, and just putting so much weight on my shoulders, and it was so heavy. And then I'm with a straight face and everything like that. You know, I hadn't seen my cousin since I was a kid. So it was like, it really didn't hit me like how everyone else, like how it hit his brothers, my other cousins, and how it hit his parents, my aunt and my uncle. It didn't hit him, hit me the same way that it hit them because I didn't see him and it had to be at least 15 years, 10, 15 years, because it's been a minute. Nevertheless, it hits me and it hits me hard. And I sit down next to my mom and I'm just like, I just, with a straight face, I am bawling, crying. 
mind you, I have zero emotion. And I just, I tap my mom and I'm like, mommy, this not me. This isn't me. This I'm, I'm fine. I don't know what is happening. I'm sobbing and I'm looking around and I'm just feeling all that hurt and all that pain and a bit of anger towards whoever murdered my cousin and sadness and hurt the fact that my cousin is gone you know where they're transitioned and it was it was overwhelming it still is very overwhelming so that's how it shows up basically it's like a mirror effect with me if someone else is angry and it's like a heavy level or a big burst of energy of anger it shows up like amplified in me. I, I channel, I don't even know I'm channeling it. Um, and as somebody, it's, yeah, like I said, it's a mirror effect. So I share that with them and they're like, wow. Wow. Yeah, and I'm I'm like, all right, now they're going to look at me like I'm crazy. Now they got the woo-woo chick or whatever, the crazy cuckoo chick or whatever. Let somebody call Shepard Pratt because clearly she need to be admitted. Nah, they ain't look at me like that at all. They looked at me like, wow, you can do all of that? Wow. And I'm like, Huh? <laughs> Y'all not looking at me like I'm crazy. Y'all not looking at me like I'm evil. Y'all not even placing no judgment. Y'all not even looking at me like, oh, she full of shit. Like, you're not looking at me like that. You're looking at me like, like, wow. That, that is incredible. So we go on to talk about, you know, it finally starts. Um, Lynette introduces and welcomes us. And it finally starts. We get into the first topic, which is divination. Okay, so finally, everything, you know, after everybody is finished chit-chatting and, you know, just, you know, just... Mingling, you know, class class is in session. Lynette introduces herself. Um, she, um, yeah, she introduces herself, and the first thing that we jump into is divination, things that are supposed to be done prior to divination, and things that are supposed to be done after divination, as well as things that are supposed to be doing done during divination. So to people that are new to this or new to the practice or just becoming spiritually awakened, what is divination? Divination is basically um, a process or a thing that we use to communicate with spirit, to get message from spirit, to get confirmation from spirit. Um, It could be used if like say some somebody has an issue like well I don't know should I take this job or should I just like chill out for a minute or uh, divination is very important for anybody that practices period divination is very important so um things that are supposed to be done 
in divination before the divination even starts out so oh what can you use for divination you can use a pendulum you can use tarot cards an oracle deck um, you can use a spirit board aka a Ouija board um, you can use meditation as a form of divination you can definitely that that's actually the easiest way um, you can actually also do automatic writing or spirit writing so let me break those down to you um, I know some of the things are very self-explanatory as far as what they are let me break down what's not so spirit writing what is that spirit writing is basically instead of you using any of those divination tools you are using you are the divination tool you yourself all you got is a pen and paper and you you know communicate with spirit get your answers they come through you and you write you're writing them down it seems as though it is not your words that's because it is not your words not to scare anybody they are not your words those are the words of spirit that is what spirit is communicating to you okay so um another thing that people use typical thing are tarot cards um you can tarot cards and oracle decks are the most popular things to be used in divination um pendulums a spirit board you know those are very popular things but that's you know create um Automatic writing or spirit writing. Some people really don't know who that what that is. I'm just finding out what that is as well. So that's something that you know that needs to happen on my spiritual end as far as a new way that I'm going to be communicating with spirit because it's came up multiple times. So, but nevertheless, um, what do you have? What are you supposed to do before you start? divining divinate using divination with any of these tools even with meditation you're supposed to cast your circle that's a say you're opening prayer protection cast your circle call the four corners as well as um calling down archangel michael or archangel for protection calling down your spiritual team your spiritual guides, your higher self, your ancestors. you basically calling in a whole freaking legion of people. I don't want to say entities. Well, for angels, entities, because angels were never human. They were just born that way. But nevertheless, you are calling down a whole legion of entities and people, your folks and everybody to protect you while you are basically opening yourself up to receive message from spirit. Okay. It is very, 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 very important. And I can't stress the, before I even, before I even knew, you know, how to, you know, the things and the steps and the different tools that can be used with divination and things of that nature. I knew that the number one thing that I have to do before I start is cast my like set up my protections. If I did not start up my protections, I cannot continue with this divination. Okay, 
So make sure that you guys do that. There's so many people out here that just start playing with um, pendulums, playing with tarot cards, playing with spirit boards, aka Ouija boards, and they're not setting setting their protections. Entities are coming through, attaching themselves either to the person that is divining incorrectly or the the home or whatever the case might be or someone that's in the general vicinity where the divination is taking place so please you guys make sure that you set your protections day one first thing that's the most important thing that you need to do now what do you do during divination of course when you're divining you're trying to find out answers to something that you're not sure of or you're trying to get permission to do a particular work when I say work I hate saying spells but work if anybody that's in and you know when you're talking about anyone a part of the diaspora we call it workings or work but um you are you know asking your questions can I do am I supposed to do this work what kind of work am I supposed to do some people a lot of people divine to see what type of offering they are supposed to leave their folks when I say their folks I mean their ancestors their spiritual team or whomever you know sometimes when you're trying to release a spirit that might you know might not have gotten rest or peace and everything like that you ask that spirit what it needs or whatever so you divine to find out what it exactly it is that spirit needs okay so you asking your question, you get your message, you get your answer, you get your message and everything like that. Okay, what do you do at the end? You leave offering, most important part, because nothing is free. Information is not free. I don't care who <laughs> you are. Information ain't free. You need to leave offering. Sometimes you can leave, what kind of offering can you leave? You can leave water. You can leave... Um, tobacco you can leave what else can you leave you can leave fresh flowers um if you are you know contacting anyone in your spiritual team ancestors higher self and whatnot especially ancestors you can leave a um like my grandmother my grandmother loved pepsi okay so you can i leave a Pepsi. I make an offering of Pepsi. And sometimes you might not, you might have a feeling. You might have a feeling of something. You might start craving something. Pay attention to that because those are your folks telling you, hey, I want this. I don't like Pepsi. I don't like Pepsi at all. <laughs> like, it's like, ugh, that's nasty. I craved Pepsi. I don't like Pepsi. The only person that I could think of that I knew loved Pepsi was my grandmother. So, some pe- I got went and I got her some Pepsi, set it on my altar. Here you go, mom. I appreciate you. But nevertheless, <clears throat> you leave offering. Nothing is free. You say you're in prayer. And you thank the spirits for giving you clarity. And then you close the portal. Typically people close portals. And I'm not going to say typically. People do close the portal with a prayer. And whatnot. Just to make sure that nothing can seep through. Nothing sneaks through and anything like that. Once you did all that. And that's it. 
go about your day. So, what have we learned so far? What I what I've learned with this is you call down the archangel Michael for protection. You call down your folks, your spiritual team for protection. You have your opening prayer of protection. You cast your circle. You call the four corners. It sounds like a lot, but it goes by so freaking fast that it don't even. Now, I haven't personally done it. However, I've seen and I've been in sessions with other practitioners or witches that have done it. So it seems like it's a lot. It's not. It's over in two seconds. While you're divining, you're asking your questions you have your questions felt in your mind and you're just receiving the message. You have to be open to receive, open to receive. You get what I'm saying? So once you are done, you give thanks, you leave an offering, you say your closing prayer, you close that portal. Close that portal, guys. Close that portal. <laughs> close it. Don't leave it open. It's like when you in the summertime when your mother said, y'all ain't going to be running in and out and in and out. Either you in or you out. Close my door because you letting my air out. Don't let the air out. Just close it. Just close the door behind you. Okay? So that was one of the things that we discussed was divination, which was so informative. And I got a lot of, um, I, I got a lot of lesson from that. I'm getting like little chills and like, things like that when they're talking about it because it's like my my people saying listen this is what you need to know this is what you need to know baby girl this is what you need to know listen pay attention take no honey so that was the first topic the next topic that we discussed was what was the next topic I wrote it down the next topic that we discussed was uh, I'm going to say the most important topic, because I know a lot of people listening to this podcast, nine out of 10, you're on your spiritual journey. You are practicing, you're actively practicing whatever it is you practice, hoodoo, voodoo, Wicca, whatever. Same rules apply. You got to cast a circle. Everything is, is universal for everybody. All right. So next um, we talked about coming out of the broom closet, how to do it, what to expect, what not to expect, and all that jazz. So we talked about this and I feel as though, well, I'm going to say this. <clears throat> At the time of this recording, right now, on Sunday, uh, November the 17th, at 12.55 p.m. A.M.? Afternoon. 12 o'clock. Noon. Noon 55. Anyway. <laughs> um, at this moment in time, I am still in the broom closet. You know, and... The question that I asked Lynette was, you know, my my family is hella Christian, like is Presbyterian, um, Baptist, a lot of Baptist folks in my family, um, Pentecostal. My mom is Pentecostal Christian. 
So how, pray tell, do I come out of the broom closet on a whole bunch of Christians? Because this is going to be a topic. Eventually, I'm going to have to address the elephant in the room. Eventually, it's going to come out because this is a part of me. This is a part of my life now. And how do I do this? How, what can I expect? What is going to happen? Um, I'm, I will say me and my cousin, I call she's like a sister to me. We have had discussions and I basically came out of the broom closet with her. She's a very, very, very high church girl. You know, she's, and that's nothing. And not, and let's, let's be clear. I'm not saying anything negative towards Christianity. That's the first and foremost. At the end of the day, I grew up Baptist. I grew up as a Christian Baptist. And I always knew that something else was pulling me. So I I don't know. I just knew that, you know, some things in the Bible, when things were read to me, it just did not resonate. It didn't. It was like, mm, down sound, right? Mm, that kind of contradict itself, like... Mm, yeah nah it just didn't I don't know it just didn't give me fulfillment so to speak so I just like yo there's something else there's something else and everything like that but nevertheless not bashing Christianity Christianity and all other religions that I know of that I actually legitimately know of and know the practice and know the dialect they're beautiful Muslims, Islam rather, is a beautiful freaking religion. Buddhist, Buddhism is a freaking beautiful religion. Hinduism, Confucianism, all these religions are so freaking beautiful. So I am not for a second, for a minute, taking anything or downplaying anything or trying to chastise anything or anyone's religion. Making that very clear right here, right now. But... I was not growing. I was not evolving from being a Baptist, being a Christian Baptist. It was once I came on my this path and it just it was like it just basically I'm going to say this. My father transitioning catapulted me into this. It was like this point. He was like, no, it's like. It was like my spirits were telling me, nah, baby, it's time for you to wake up at this point because you can't stay like this. Because when my father, in the, mo- in the moment, I'm going to say at that moment, I say my dad died. I took it very, very hard. Like, I took it hard. My dad was my everything. My dad was my hero. My dad was my Superman. And I just looked at it and like, yo, I can't call my dad. I can't have conversation with my dad. I can't do anything. I was completely completely and utterly emotionally and mentally destroyed when my father died what I thought was death back then because of my thoughts of death now look at it my dad transitioned I see my dad often I talk to my dad often because he is still with me and this is what I have gained from ancestral veneration this is what I have, the lessons that I've gained from hoodoo. This is the lessons that I gained from African traditional religion. Our folks are all around us all the time. They are always here. 
And I feel that, I know that, and I see that. I see evidence of that. But I got on a whole entire tangent. My bad, y'all. But she, I asked her, Lynette, you know, my family is Christian. Like, they're not going to accept any of this. How am I, how am I supposed to have this conversation? And she said, just come out. The people that are supposed to be in your life will stay in your life, will not judge you, will not, you know, fear monger you. Oh, you're going to hell. The people, sorry, the people that genuinely have your highest good in mind and that want nothing for you but for you to prosper, but for you to grow and want you to, you know, go on your own journey to find peace, to find, to to get growth. They're not going to do any of those things. They're going to just be around. They're going to support you. They might not agree with what it is you're doing and how you're going about it but they will respect it and they will not disrespect it that's her thing they're not going to alienate you they're not going to make you feel less than they're not going to make you feel any type of way and that was what basically she said to me and what I'm saying to anyone out here that has been that's either just spiritually awakening and I'm not talking to anybody that's going through a phase. This is not anything. Oh, yeah, this is just a phase. This is in right now because I'm a witch. I'm a witch. I'm this. I'm that. Let me let you know something right now. This is not nothing to play with. This is serious. This is very serious. You can fuck your life up if you do and go about this shit wrong. Just disclaimer. But another tangent sorry (laughs) I'm just really really passionate about this I'm passionate about spirit I'm passionate about my ancestors I'm passionate about this journey and I'm more so I'm excited about this journey so that's why I go on tangents that's why I'm so hardcore on this because like yo don't play with this this is not anything to play with but nevertheless don't be afraid and I've gotten confirmation in three two two dreams and a person and I've also gotten confirmation recently yesterday to stop fighting so just come out and this is me coming out of the broom closet my name is Whitney B I am a servant of spirit I am a venerator of my ancestors I practice hoodoo. I'm a spiritualist. And whomever accepts it, whomever doesn't accept it, either way, I wish you love and light. And I want nothing but your highest good. These are things that you're going to have to say to people. You understand? Not everybody is going to be receptive not everybody's going to be respectful because everyone they're just how right now all of a sudden and I'm not talking about people that are going through a phase I'm talking about people that are legitimately awakening something is happening and our folks are calling us back to where it all began if you got family in the south 
this is the thing these are the things they did down there if you are anybody a part of the diaspora if you are not i'm not if you are just even if you are a um nordic you know practitioner even if you're a celtic practitioner our folks white black asian they are calling us back to where we need to be and just know and just trust that trust spirit but at the same time use your discernment if something is kicking in and something like uh uh-uh this ain't right this ain't right this ain't right this ain't right that's your spirits that's your guys that's your team letting you know that nabo not this not this right here we want we want something for you but we don't want this from for you not yet we don't want this for you yet take your time but as in regards to coming out just do it I just did it it wasn't hard well it was hard it was and still is hard but you just got to understand that there are people even that rule for that rule that people say people are here for there's a season that's a real thing and if they don't accept it it was a reason why they were in your life in the first place and all you need to do is wish them love and light and prosperity and peace and move on. Is it going to hurt? Yeah. It's going to hurt like shit. Especially if it's family. Like, my family means everything to me. I love my family to the ends of my spirit. Even the ones that I can't stand that irritate the hell out of me. I love them motherfuckers. <laughs> I would do anything for my family and to end up because of your beliefs because of your practice to potentially lose family is a really scary thing don't be afraid is what I'm going to say that's what my spirit said to me and that's what I'm saying to you and stop fighting just let it happen if it, I'm not saying boast it and, and brag about it oh yeah I practice hoodoo oh yeah I'm getting into Ifa. First of all, with E5, everybody can't come to the party. That's the first and foremost. My spirits have made it evident. They have made their stance known about how they feel with me and getting into any part of E5, Yorba, African traditional religion, any type of anything like that. They have already expressed to me, nah, baby, this is not where you need to be at yet. It's not where you need to be at, period. Everybody can't be an Ifa. Everybody can't be in a Yoruba practice. Everybody can't be a high priestess. Not everybody can come to the party. So, listen. Just listen. But, nevertheless. Um, next topic. What are we talking? Oh, just like I said, have faith. Faith is a very powerful thing. And be brave. Just be brave and just let it flow. Now, as we're talking about this, now this is not a sort like coming me coming out of the broom closet is not by any means a sore subject. It's not a touchy subject at all. It is what it is. I'm going to I just did it. There it is. It now. Now what? <laughs> now what? It's not. It's, it's not a touchy subject for me. I don't get emotional when I talk about it. I get more emotional talking about my father than I do this. I don't get emotional at all talking about coming out. 
However, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm just feeling a whole bunch of overwhelmed emotions and just basically essentially the emotion of heartbreak. I'm feeling that and it's coming and it's amplified and I'm like, oh my, like I'm like, I'm looking around and I'm just like, who the hell is going through? Like who's really getting them? I'm looking around. It's probably about 15 people in the cafe and I'm looking around and I'm just like, who the hell is going through it right now? Like what is going on? Because this shit is really messing with me. What's up? I look over and I see a young lady and she is tearing up. She's fighting tears so hard and she's so hurt like so hurt like she's hurting when this question came up and she spoke on it as well and Lynette is just giving her information giving us all information and she is hurting and I feel everything that she's feeling I feel it and I just wanted to get up and just hug her like sweetie it's going to be okay because I'm I understand and I'm aware that not everybody that is that becomes spiritually awakening is awakened not everybody that um is basically saying that they're no longer Christian not everybody that practices hoodoo or any type of mystic or anything, any type of magic or anything aside from Christianity or any other Abrahamic faith, they don't have that support team for the most part. I have my mom. My mom supports me. She's like, as long as I don't see nothing walking around this house that shouldn't be here and that things of this earth that should not be here, I don't have a problem. She is, she's supportive. And not everyone, and honestly, I'm blessed to have that. And I use that word so heavily. I am blessed to have someone in my corner that is that close to me, that has essentially the same exact gifts that I have support me in this way and fashion. Now, she probably ain't going to do no ritual with me more than likely because my mother is a Christian. My mother's not going to do no ritual with me. She's not going to, um, <laughs> she's not going to do anything with, with, no, she's not doing any of that with me. However, however, the fact of the matter is that she is supportive and that is most important. And I understand that, you know, not everybody has that support. And I get it. When I tell you guys, the ones that are feeling as though that you're alone, you're not. Just do it and come out. Nonsense out of 10. Once you come out, people that need to be in your life to help you along your journey from personal experience will flock to you. Still use your discernment to determine if their intent is good or bad. If they have negative intent or if they have good intent. Still use your discernment. But since I have accepted it and now am going with the flow, people that have, that are and have enriched me spiritually have just flocked to me. You understand? So... Yes, there's fear. Is it going to be easy? Hell to the fuck no. 
Because I guarantee you, once this podcast comes out and my family and certain friends and people that know me hear this and hear what my beliefs are, what my practice is, what I call myself. I'm, I have I'm not going to say I got some explaining to do, but I'm going to have to educate them and either they accept it or they don't accept it. Either they respect it or they don't respect it. And if they don't respect it, then so be it. Because at the end of the day, fear is a very powerful thing. And fear makes people do some really fucked up shit. You know? So, let it happen. Just come out. It's okay. Don't be scared. Um, what else did we talk about? Oh, the rest of the experience. Now, okay, segueing into my the rest of my experience and certain things. Um, yeah, the rest of my experience with you know at the in class, essentially. Um, it was a really good experience. Once it was all over, um, once it was all over, everyone just came together and just talked and it was just like it was literally fellowship and community like I had community I made new friends I made friends with people that have my gifts people that have um I don't really want to say this term but I'm going to say it anyway fuck it um their gifts are greater than mine meaning that their gifts are more evolved than my own And I'm connecting with these people and I'm just thinking to myself and I'm just so happy because I am not alone. That's all it is. Once you find a sense of community and find people that are in the practice, that are in the tradition, people that openly practice, people that, you know, may not have, may not still practice because of whatever reason. Now, I will say this, if for any reason... You cannot come out because your life might be at risk or you may be in some serious shit, some serious danger. Be careful. That's all I will say. Don't come out. Oh, I'm a witch. No, don't like it's a way that you're going to have to come out. And it's a way that you're going to not have to come out. You need to use you need to divine with your spirits to find out how you should do this. I'm not saying don't come out, but if you are at risk of being harmed or your safety is at risk, then no, don't do that. Okay, but talk to your peeps, talk to your peeps, talk to your team. They're not ever going to steal you wrong. They got you. All right. Um, but yeah, it was like a, a definite sense of fellowship and it was just like community and it was it was so good it was so good you guys and I can't words can't describe like how good I felt once everything was over and I just (laughs) I just smiled the whole time and then I just say to my I call my mom and I call my mom I'm so excited and I'm just like you know Mommy, I'm not the only one. And she's like, I've been trying to tell you that for years. You're not. You're not at all the only one. 
Now, <clears throat> let's jump into I don't know where this is going for real for real, but it's going somewhere. But let's let's move on to the next topic. We didn't really talk about this like in depth because everybody got the gist of it. She just, you know, breezed over it like briefly. So another thing that you guys can do is alters and everything like that. Okay, so let's say me, I have an ancestral altar. Um, I do a lot of my I don't really do my workings in front of my altar because of lack of space. But I, you know, I pray, I meditate, I write in front of my altar. I do that now. That's a whole thing. Um, But yeah, like altars. There are a number of deities, a number of um, entities, not to be because everybody hears entity and they automatically think demon. I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm only speaking on what I know about. Um. But, you know, you can set up altars to a multitude of different um, things. You can even, which I did not know, and Lynette, that came in clutch, honey, if you're listening. Um, I did not know you could set an altar up for your highest self, your higher self. I did not know that you could do that. Um, I'm still learning about the... the um, I'm still learning about what exactly a higher self is, how to perceive it, how to approach. I'm still learning about all of that stuff. So I'm not really going to touch on higher self just yet. When I get my information right and I get my information straight, then I will come to you guys. But in the meantime, I'm going to leave that alone. Um, So your altars. And for people that are just starting out and not starting, if you're listening to this, you're just starting out. You need to make sure, first of all, above all things, the, the second most important thing that I have learned on this journey, ancestors first, ancestors first, ancestors first, ancestors first. OK, that means that do not go setting up no altar to Oshun. Do not go setting up no altar to Papa Lagba. I'm not I'm probably not saying his name right because yeah nevertheless don't go setting up no um altars to Oya don't go setting up no altars to Shango Yamaya don't do it not yet you need to have a foundation with your ancestors first and foremost Because at the end of the day, your ancestors and your spiritual team, your ancestors first, your spiritual team. And then once you get more evolved, once you grow in your practice, once you grow in your meditation, once you get more grounded, more aligned, then you can start to build altars to a particular Orisha or God or goddesses, um, a deity, whomever. You can do that. Once you have established your connection and your relationship with your ancestors and your spiritual team. In the meantime, do not set up no altar to Oshun and be giving her seashells 
That is not the proper offering for Oshun. Number one. Number two, you haven't even built a connection with your ancestors. How can you build a connection with an Orisha? Don't do it. Build, and it sounds, build like this. When you're building a connection with your ancestors, it's boring as hell sometimes. And you're sitting there, you're talking out loud. It's like you're talking to yourself and you just, it feels weird. You feel crazy. It's okay. They there, they hear you, they listening. If you getting chills, um, I this one Juju just said, if you pennies is randomly finding coming up, and I'm not talking about pennies that were lost. Like you get up and you know pennies is underneath your butt with no pennies there before. They there, they listening. If your ears start ringing, if you start getting chills, start feel like somebody is touching you. Not again, not fear mongering. Then they listening, they hear you. They hear you. They there. Make that connection. Build that connection. Build that relationship up before you go messing with Orishas and other deities and things that you have no business learn messing with. This is why when I tried to learn about Yoruba, when I tried to learn about Ifa, when I tried to learn about different um Orishas and everything like that, and I would start trying. To, I would start. I did start to pray to Orisha, and it felt like this is what it feels like. It felt like all eyes on me, and it felt like I was being scowled. Like, like they looking at me. Like you know how your mother look at you. Like you know better. You better not. That's the feeling that I got. I got very anxious, and typically when spirit is around. And I'm doing something that I should not be doing. I get anxious. And I just put the book down. And I'm like, no. mm -mm." But that's another story for another time. I'll tell you guys about that story later. But build your connection and build your relationship with your ancestors first. With your people first. Because they are the first line of defense. Because at the end of the day, the Orisha do not play. You cannot, like, especially if you're giving them the wrong offerings. You cannot offer, uh, make an offering to um, give some, um, to, um, I can't get my words together right now. Give me one second, guys. You cannot give honey to Yemaya. You cannot give seashells to Oshun. You can't. (laughs) That's just not what that's not how that's going to work for real, for real. You can't sit some. I I can't even say Papa Lugba, you can't leave flowers because I'm not 100 percent sure. See, that's a prime example. I don't know the proper offering to give Papa Lugba, the crossroad man. I don't know. So I'm not going to set a shrine up. I'm not going to set an altar up to an Orisha or a deity or anything or entity that I don't know what the proper offering is. More importantly, that I don't really know that much about. You know, because you don't. The last thing you want to do is piss off an Orisha. So get that foundation with your folks first. Leave the Orisha alone. That will come later down the line. I'm still not making offerings to Norishas. Because that's not where I'm supposed to be at right now. My people have made it prevalent that, nah, baby, we going to teach you some stuff. 
And then later on down the line, you can probably learn something from Oshun or Yemaya. You know, but in the meantime, let us teach you. Let us give you the tools that you need. And then you can go to them later. But nevertheless, get a connection with your folks first. First and foremost, don't play with anything else. You know, they hear you. They're around you. They're there all the time. All the time. They're there. So make sure you guys do that. Um, As far as how to set up an altar, here's what you need. (laughs) You are going to need a white cloth. White is pure. White is white is white is the shit. You're going to need a white cloth. You're going to need a table. If you don't have a table, it's cool. You don't necessarily need no table. You can um, use what you got because essentially that's what, from my day one lesson of hoodoo, hoodoo is using what you got to get what you want. You ain't got to go out and buy all of this elaborate stuff. The mistake that I made in the beginning You don't have to do it. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's cool to have all these crystals. And I love crystals. Yeah, it's cool to have all these books. But no, you don't need that. Use what you got. But getting back to this, you will need a white cloth, a table. But if you don't have a table, that's fine. Um, A glass of water. You will also need... A white candle. Follow the trend. The trend is white, guys. But, um, so you will need a white candle, some incense, and a crystal. If you already have crystal, I I know. I think I still have an amethyst crystal on my um on my altar. But you'll need something from the earth. So basically, you need water, fire, air, and earth. So the water, of course. The um, air, which is the incense, you'll need the fire, white candle, and earth, something of the earth. So it could be a rock. If I'm, I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't say dirt because not so, you don't know where that dirt is. More importantly, you don't know who's underneath that dirt. So I would not suggest dirt, me personally. But that's what I'm being told to tell you. Um, a rock will suffice. A crystal. Make sure that you smudge the stuff before you put it onto the altar and everything like that. So the rocks, make sure you smudge them. Um, you can either, with smudging, you can either use Palo Santo, like the little wood stick. You can use sage. You can use sage with dragon's blood. You can use um, camphor. I personally like camphor. I per- I love camphor. Camphor comes in like the little either the disc or camphor comes in the oil. Either one, you can burn it, and it 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 works just as it works just as good as sage. And I probably think it's cheaper, but nevertheless. All right, so what do you do once you set up your altar? Once you got all everything that you need and everything like that, and yeah. All right, so what I did 
was I wrote down all the names of ancestors that I could think of. Meaning ancestors that, oh, and you guys need a picture of an ancestor. You don't necessarily need it, need it, but it's easier to, it's easier to um, channel, to connect if you can actually see some someone's face. Now, do not make sure that the picture has just the person that has transitioned, meaning died, meaning that passed on your ancestor at this point. It does not necessarily have to be a blood relative and everything like that. If you guys were close enough and whatnot, then that's fine. But make sure that the person that you are putting on your altar is a person that has since passed on, that transitioned. Don't put you and Cousin Ray on the altar because you like I've been told you don't want to rush the process. So. Once you had the picture of, you know, the person that's passed and everything like that, you know, you say your prayer. You write, I wrote the names down of all of my ancestors that I could remember that passed on. Rather, they are blood relatives or not. If these people had an impact on my life, a positive impact on my life, they on my altar. Point blank, period. Rather, blood or not. You helped me in my life, so you earned a place on my altar. You give, you gave me wisdom in life, and you've given me wisdom in death. And you deserve a place on my altar. Okay? So, once I did that, I then said a prayer. Um, the prayer is, to all of my ancestors, known and unknown, seen and unseen, I invite you to this space. This is your space. I'm inviting you here and asking for protection, asking for peace, clarity, and just ask for the things that you are, you know, asking for. Now, I ain't saying no abundance. Like, how you going to meet somebody for the first time and ask them for some money? Nah, that's messed up. But you're saying that you're inviting these ancestors in and just sit in silence for a moment. Make sure your phones are off. Because you don't need to be distracted. Sit in silence for a moment. And let it process. You might start feeling chills. You might be feeling like someone is touching you. Again, not fear mongering. But this is from my experience. Um, yeah, you might. You, you're going to feel a whole bunch of things. I know me. I randomly, when my ancestors showed up, when they came down, I just started bawling, crying, and I knew they were there. Like, it wasn't like, oh my God, like, I'm so sad you guys are gone. No, they were tears of joy. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm actually getting, making this connection with my ancestors. This is freaking amazing. So... Nevertheless, I once I did all of these things and be clear, guys, you cannot set up an altar and neglect the altar. The altar always has to be worked. Offering has to be given. Well, not necessarily given. Let's say like this. Offering has to be given. Offering is a necessity if you're asking for something. 
but um you have to work your altar meaning you have to say your prayers you have to meditate you have to be at your altar have a if you if you can't you know dedicate hours to your altar because I know I can't because I got things to do but I dedicate Sundays Sundays are my altar days or any day that I'm off is my altar day I might sit there for 30 minutes I might sit there for an hour I might be in front of my house I'm I'll, I'll be at my altar processing meditating praying so to recap to get started all you will need is a white cloth water a crystal or something of the earth but before you put it on your altar smudge it before you bring if you are buying anything from from botanicas smudge them before you bring them into your house point blank period that's self-explanatory it's too many in crystal especially crystals because crystals hold energy you want to clear the energy out smudge it um crystal um i have a white candle and am i missing anything water white candle something of the earth oh and incense Typically, any incense to do as long as it's something of air. But sometimes people tell you, you know, dragon's blood's incense and everything like that. Because especially if you're uh, um, someone of the diaspora, meaning a black person in America, you are told that, you know, sage, our ancestors really don't like that. Or Palo Santo, we, that our ancestors really don't like that. Use camphor or dragon's blood's incense. Yeah, that's all good. But again... Use what you got. If you don't got it, they understand it. Just use what you got and come with respect and come with good intent. And just bond with your ancestors. Talk to them. I talk to my ancestors every day, all day. Rather, I'm in conversation with somebody and or I'm just um, like I'm just at work chilling and I'm just quiet. I'm having a conversation with my ancestors. I might not be getting well. Yo, what y'all think about this? Girl, we don't like him. <laughs> I, I might not get it like that, but it I, I get message, nevertheless. Even if I got message, get message in my dream, I still get the message. I still, they still get that point across. But yeah, build that relationship before you go to any, 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 any Orisha deity god or goddess build that relationship with your folks and your team before anything ancestors first said by juju of a little juju podcast but i've been rambling enough you guys these are the tools that these are things that happened and these were my experiences that happened um i know this was a long podcast and i do appreciate you guys listening and tuning in you're freaking awesome um, next episode, we may talk about um, as far as in depth how to get started, why to get started, what was it, what was my spiritual awakening. I mean, I touched on it a little bit, but what was my spiritual awakening and how did it feel? What does a spiritual, what does a spiritual awakening feel like? And honey, that needs that's a topic that needs to be had. But nevertheless, um, I will catch you guys.
next Sunday and everything like that. I wish you all guys love and light. I wish you to have an awesome week. And I hope that these words and these lessons and this podcast is helping someone on their spiritual journey or on their journey, period. You know, you don't got to be a spiritualist or nothing like this to listen to this podcast because I do a little bit of everything. But this was an episode that I did want to have. So I'll catch you guys in the next one. Y'all have a beautiful week. And I say to everyone, I Shay and you guys are loved. Peace out.